Thank you, Sheila. What a wonderful prelude on this Pentecost Sunday. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church. We're glad you're here this morning. Thanks for being with us for worship and this gathering here this morning. Uh, glad you're here. We have a an, um, sort of an embarrassment of riches and musicians with uh, Brian and Jim and Ron and Sheila and Dinah and the choir and just lots of good things this morning. So I'm glad you're here. It is Pentecost Sunday. I see all kinds of red out there. Um, so we will sing this uh, this uh, morning with, with uh, the Holy Spirit on our hearts. And this song has uh, all kinds of ideas and thoughts about the Holy Spirit, about Pentecost Sunday, a song from uh, a long time ago. And you're welcome to sing the refrain with me, alive in us, um, as you are able. Welcome to Trinity. Welcome to Pentecost. The rush of the wind fills our hearts and scatters us as once the people of Babel. The Spirit has shattered our peace and our way. They are different. We know we can't trust them. But at once all the voices we hear are different, but somehow they're speaking our tongue. Could it be that the Spirit of God has arrived in a fire, the Spirit of truth? And the Spirit alive in us is living and breathing, so all may be one. So now rise, shout, and sing of our God. Bring good news to all people and live in Bring light to the nations, yes, blow through the earth. We are listening, give strength to our hearts. So we live as the people of Jesus, reaching out till we join hand to hand. When there's hatred or strife, now reveal it and caress it with God's healing hand and the Spirit. Good news to all people and live in 
happy Pentecost. And tongues of fire were everywhere. Welcome to church this morning, and welcome to all those online. We have a lot of people visiting with us online, we know. Uh, Vernon and Utah Wicker uh, just moved to Holland, Michigan. I got an email from them that said, we've already been to church at our church, now we're going to church at our home church. We'll see you online this morning. So hello to the Wickers and so many others. Uh, Pentecost, we're going to be talking a lot about Pentecost. The choir's got some beautiful music for us today, and we're honored uh, by your presence uh, here today. Uh, we're going to begin, uh, begin a little different this morning. You remain seated, and the choir's got a piece for us. And then um, Pat's going to read a, a scripture passage from us from uh, Psalm 104. Then the choir will sing again, and uh, then it will be our turn. So we gather on this Pentecost. We worship in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. is from Psalm 104. O Lord, how manifold are your works! In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. There is the sea, great and wide. Creeping things innum innumerable are there, living things both small and great. There go the ships and Leviathan that you formed to sport in it. These all look to you to give them their food in due season. When you give to them, they gather it up. When you open your hand, they are filled with good things. When you hide your face, they are dismayed. When you take away their breath, they die and return to their dust. When you send forth your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the ground. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works, who looks on the earth and it trembles, who touches the mountains and they smoke. I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have my being. Let sinners be consumed from the earth and let the wicked be no more. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Praise the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
would invite you to stand as we join our uh, voices in song, the first of our Pentecost songs for the day, our gathering uh, hymn, which is Spirit of Gentleness. first shared uh, prayer of this of the morning is a sung prayer called the curia lord have mercy christ have mercy on us
our hymn of praise, a Pentecost song as well. When you send forth your spirit, we are renewed. God of all nations, God of all time, places, and people, with wonderful diversity of languages and cultures, you created the children of God in your image. Free us from prejudice and fear that we may see your face in the faces of people around the world. Send now your Holy Spirit that our spirits would be renewed, uplifted, and empowered for service. We pray in the strong name of Jesus. Amen. Please be seated. Craig Courtney, who wrote this next piece, Ukrainian Alleluia, uh, visited Ukraine a couple of times um, and um, was uh, moved by the suffering of musicians in Ukraine who suffered at the hands of the powers in, in uh, Russia uh, who oppressed them. And this song was written uh, in honor of those people. And in 2011, he was back in Ukraine and directed a 1,000-voice choir singing this piece, 
which is uh, taken from a Ukrainian, uh, the seed of this piece is a Ukrainian melody. And uh, there, is a, there is a very dissonant chord toward the end of the piece, and uh, it felt as if the, um, the struggles of the Ukrainian people and the musicians in Ukraine were all summed up in this, in this strident chord. Um, so listen for that, and um, he says that this song is more relevant now than it has ever been. Ukrainian Alleluia.
Thank you, uh, thank you, the choir. Thank you so much. Uh, they were here very early this morning. Thank you for your ministry. Uh, thank you to our artists. Uh, isn't the church beautiful? Uh, we have so we our lives are so much richer because of musicians and artists. I'll throw bakers in there too, just for uh, because uh, our life is enriched by our bakers too. But we are so very fortunate. And Julia is home from college, the first back and she's right here playing the trumpet for us and we appreciate that Julia so much as well and uh, just thank you thank you to all of you for for coming out you know you come out on Sunday morning we're better together we're better journeying together and uh, we never take it for granted that you're going to show up and so thank you for responding to God's call to be here this morning God has promised to honor that decision and uh, so I'm going to start with a 19th century Danish theologian, philosopher, and poet Soren Kierkegaard, he wrote these words. Life can only be understood backwards, but it must be lived forwards. This weekend is a unique weekend in our life. What we have is we have two strains of history merging one of our faith tradition and one of our nation's tradition. Memorial Day and Pentecost merging in our sanctuary and in our culture this morning. Life can only be understood backwards, but life can only be lived forwards. Now we're going to be looking back this morning, hoping, trusting, and praying for the wisdom that will help all of us to move forward in our life. Now, as we think of the biblical story, think of the disciples for a moment. They would not understand the strange words that Jesus spoke around a table like this as he served them bread and wine on a Thursday night in Holy Week. He said, my body given for you, my blood shed for you. And what did that mean? How could they understand that in that moment. Well, they couldn't. Do this in the remembrance of me, but you are right here with us, Jesus. We don't need to remember you. Do this for the forgiveness of sin. We will never leave your side, Jesus. Those words spoken on that Thursday night could only be stood, understood by the disciples as they looked back on the journey. But those words would relieve them of their guilt and their shame, and those words would inspire them to go forth and change the world. I have stood waist deep in the waters of the Jordan River, with hundreds of our Trinity pilgrims. After a few days of walking where Jesus walked, Nazareth, Capernaum, Caesarea Philippi, after reading Scripture while floating in a wooden boat on the Sea of Galilee, after reading about His baptism, we descend into the cool waters of the Jordan ourselves. And one by one, the pilgrims come. And then in an intimate moment, they speak to me about their own baptisms. They speak of loved ones who are now gone, of lost seasons wandering like prodigal children, of their return to the church, 
of bathing now in God's grace. Looking back leads us then to the critical question asked by their pastor. Is it? Is it your desire to follow Jesus Christ for the rest of your days, to live and love as he taught you? And with that, tears are shed, the waters break, the faithful are immersed in the Jordan, and we emerge to face an uncertain future together. Life can only be understood backwards, but it must be lived forwards. Kierkegaard would die at the age of 42. Looking back, moving forward. This weekend, two strains of history merge. They merge to inform our lives. They offer us guidance as we walk the back nine of life. Memorial Day weekend. Memorial Day weekend, the ferries are backed up. What do you know? It's a kickoff for summer. The pools are opening. Graduations are taking place. Picnics, family gatherings. The days are getting longer and warmer. Thanks be to God. Memorial Day weekend. Someone died. Memorial Day weekend, as you know, has nothing to do with veterans. We honor their service and sacrifice on Veterans Day. Memorial Day has to do with those who never had a chance to be veterans. Memorial Day remembers those who never came home, those cut down in the prime of life. It is a day to pause and remember those who answered the call of their country and gave their very lives protecting those at home. That would be us. Now, people dying in conflict is an old, old story. There has seldom been a time in human history when the drums of war were not beating in some corner of the globe. Memorial Day, as we know it, started 157 years ago in the village of Waterloo, New York. That day, the village closed. Flags were lowered to half-mast. Small businesses locked their doors, and the people gathered at the cemetery. The Civil War was over. But just a year after the final shots were fired, no one could forget, and in fact, no one wanted to forget. No one wanted to forget the sons, the brothers, the husbands who had given their lives to preserve the Union. It was called Decoration Day then. The graves of the dead were decorated with flowers and flags. And in the years that followed, Decoration Day would begin to spread to other communities. At Arlington National Cemetery on the estate of Robert E. Lee, the silent graves of Union soldiers and Confederate soldiers were decorated and honored. Someone died. 157 years later, we get a three-day weekend. Our holiday came about because someone died. All told, from the Revolutionary War to whatever war we are currently waging, more than a million men and women have died wearing the uniform. They kissed their loved ones goodbye. They left and never came home. Memorial Day. May we never forget. May we never forget the horrors of war, the bloodshed, and the bravery. May we never forget 
or take for granted the legacy of freedom secured for us by people whose names are chiseled on granite tombstones, whose stories have slipped into the pages of history, those who died that we might live. And each sacred grave is to be honored, and the all-too-brief dash which separates their much-anticipated birth and their untimely death stand as a reminder of the loss. Memorial Day, may we never forget. Now, of course, the greatest memorial that we could offer to those who died for the causes of freedom and peace would be to stop the madness of war altogether and to live and learn to live in peace. When the power of love overcomes the love of power, we will know peace. Our nation pauses to remember our war dead, to honor them for their sacrifice. But if that pause does not inform our lives and our government policy going forward, then we are destined to live once again into the madness of war. In 1948, as Europe struggled to recover from World War II, a new war was on the horizon. It seemed that a war with Russia was imminent. Winston Churchill addressed the British House of Commons saying, those who fail to learn from history are doomed to repeat it. If the lessons of our lives and the lessons of our shared human history do not inform our behavior going forward, then we are to be pitied. Memorial Day weekend, may we evolve as humans. May we learn from our violent past and be led into a future to a day when scenes like this no longer have to take place. That scene from Saving Private Ryan. Memorial Day and Pentecost. The Pentecost story is recorded in the second chapter of Acts. So what happened that day? What was Pentecost all about? What was God up to then and now? Let's enter the biblical story and see if we can find some answers. Now, since Adam and Eve were put out of the garden, we might say that God had been online only. Every encounter with God in the Old Testament might be described as a Zoom meeting. 2,000 years ago, that all changed. God quit working from home. God once again tried in-person contact. The Word became flesh. Merry Christmas. After 30 quiet years, Jesus began His ministry, healing, touching, modeling for us a new way of living and loving. Holy Week led to a cross, a cross to the tomb. Then Easter arrived and the tomb was empty and Jesus was on the loose. For 40 days, he appeared and disappeared to console and encourage his disciples to move them along. But they were not moving. 40 days after Easter, Jesus ascended into heaven. He was gone. Jesus was gone. He got out of the way in order that the church might be born. He got out of the way so that his message might be spread to the ends of the earth. The ascension story ends with these words. They, meaning the disciples, returned to Jerusalem. Ten days later, 
50 days after Easter, 50 days after the Jewish Passover, the nations of the world would gather in Jerusalem for the Spring Harvest Festival. Jerusalem was filled with pilgrims from every Jewish village and hamlet around the Mediterranean. Where did they come from? Look at the map. Now what you see there in the very center where all of the lines come together is Israel. In the very center of the map is this tiny landmass, a landmass that connected Africa and Asia and Europe. Israel was at the crossroads of the ancient world. This seemingly insignificant strip of ground on the Mediterranean shores provided the intersection of culture and information and trade. The pilgrims came to Jerusalem for the Spring Harvest Festival. And where do they come from? You see it there. The book of Acts tells the story. They came from Cyrene and Crete, from Egypt and Judea, from Arabia and Elam and Media. They came from the Parthenian Empire, from Mesopotamia, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, and Rome. Where do they come from? They came from Greece and Turkey and North Africa and Italy and Asia. And who were they? They were religious people, hundreds of thousands of people who entered Jerusalem on pilgrimage. They were wearing the clothes of their culture, they were speaking their own languages, and they were bringing the news from their part of the world. They came in all shapes and colors to Jerusalem. It was the festival of Pentecost, and the world had come to the holy city. And now the stage is set. The disciples are waiting in Jerusalem. Jesus told them to go there. They have been promised the gift of the Holy Spirit. They waited. The world gathered. And then suddenly, from heaven, the Spirit of God appeared. Was it a spirit of gentleness? No. No way. There was nothing gentle about this breaking into the human story. It was a sound like the rush of a violent wind. The sound filled the room, and then there was fire. The fire would inspire awe. The followers of Jesus then began to speak, and they spoke in languages other than their own. They spoke in the languages of Egypt and Arabia and Asia and Italy. Now their words, it's important to note, were not unintelligible. Not at all. In fact, just the opposite was true. They spoke in the tongues of other lands, and the pilgrims who had gathered in Jerusalem heard in their own languages the gospel of Jesus Christ. And all were amazed, and all were perplexed, and some were offended, because some always are, and some doubted, and some claimed that the followers of Jesus were drunk, and then Peter stood up in their midst. He took the handheld mic, and he began to preach for all he was worth. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Holy Spirit then inspired his words. He told them of the life and death of Jesus. He spoke of the rabbi's miracles and grace. He proclaimed the resurrection of Easter. And when they heard this, they were inspired by his preaching. They were cut to the heart. They called out to Peter and the other disciples saying, what should we do? Please tell us. Peter said, repent. 
Repent and be baptized, every one of you, and your sins will be forgiven, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, and you will be birthed to new life. And this is a promise not just for you, but for all the children of the world. And you know what happened next? They came to the water. Just like our pilgrims who wade into the waters of the Jordan, they came to be baptized. They took off the garments unique to their cultures, and they put on the clothes of Christ. And 30 people were baptized, and then 30 more were baptized, and then 100 more were baptized. And the book of Acts says before they were done that day, 3,000 were baptized. Pentecost, the church was birthed. But the most important part of the story is yet to come. The mysterious movement of God's Spirit had changed their lives, but what happened next would change the world. What happened next? They went home. They went home, and if you remember the map, they went home to Egypt and Cyrene. They went home to Cappadocia and Rome. They returned to their villages and their hamlets. And as they did so, their neighbors said, Hey, how was your trip? How was that pilgrimage? Was it all that you hoped for? Did anything out of the ordinary happen? Or was it just the same old church stuff? And those 3,000, those 3,000 spread across the Roman Empire, said, Let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you about grace. Let me tell you a story that will change your life and change the world. That's the Pentecost story. And that story needs to be shared because this side of Jesus, it's the most important story in the New Testament. It's a story of gathering and scattering. It's a story of amazing diversity and inclusivity. All nations, all tongues, all races, all colors, every single human being and community is precious to God. Gathering and scattering, that's Pentecost. And Pentecost happens here at Trinity Lutheran Church every single Sunday morning. What do we do here? We are gathered, and we are fed, and we are forgiven, and we are uplifted, and we are strengthened. We are gathered, and then we are scattered back to Greenbank, and Coopville, and Clinton, and Langley, and Muckleteo, and Oak Harbor. You see, we are not to sit idly by waiting for Jesus to return and save us. No, we are to get to work for Jesus. We are to make a difference in the world where God puts us. We are baptized into the priesthood of all believers, and we are to take our faith to our homes, to our workplaces, to our schools, to our neighborhoods, and even to our HOA meetings. History is important. Knowing where we have come from is critical. History informs our journey, but life is not lived in the pages of history. Life can only be understood backwards, but it must be lived forwards. So this morning we're looking back that we might move forward. The past is not there to weigh us down or paralyze us in fear. It's there to inform us 
and inspire us. Life can only be understood backwards, but it must be lived forwards. So come down, my friends. Come down to the rivers of the Jordan. Come down to the rivers of the Jordan and feel the water. Come down and experience grace. A new beginning is yours. The future is right in front of you. And Jesus is the master of new beginnings. And your life begins right now. And so here's the question going forward. Is it your desire to follow Jesus Christ for the rest of your days? To live in love? as he taught you. Amen? I'd invite you to stand if it's comfortable and we're going to sing our hymn of the day, Will You Come and Follow Me?
lift our hearts now to God in prayer. Uh, Patricia's going to lead us in the prayers. We have a sung response, Lord, listen to your children praying. We'll sing that once now, and after each petition, we'll return to that sung response. Let us pray. Spirit, our comforter, our convictor, our guide. We ask for the Spirit to intercede for us as we pray and as we go forth this day, since we are infants in our understanding. Come from the four winds, O breath of God, and breathe your peace into the hearts of every nation that violence and war may cease in all the world. Inspire leaders to seek peace and to do justice for their own citizens and for their enemies. Let us recall all who gave their lives for us. Lead us all to be generous with our lives as we pursue the healing of the world. For this we pray. Holy Spirit, poured out onto the whole world, inspire us to witness and service, to new visions and dreams, that through us the world might know of your love. By this inspiration, guide us to protect watersheds and wetlands, creatures and lands of this creation, that they may serve and protect your people, especially those who have been cast aside or suffered as a result of our neglect or malign intent. Let our vision see and create a world where racism and bigotry are not common, but all are known for the beauty of their variety and diversity. For this we pray. Spirit, bring peace to those in need, comfort to those who grieve, courage to the hopeless, and healing to all those who are ill. 
inspire this congregation to the ministry of peacemaking in this community, that through us reconciliation may be found, the homeless might be housed, and trans people and others who have been invisible might be known as holy. For this we pray. Hallelujahs in our hearts, we commend to your care all these concerns and whatever else for which we pray, trusting in your mercy through the Holy Spirit and your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you. Share a sign of peace and greeting with one another. Thank you. Uh, thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing that greeting of the peace. After the service, take that good energy right over in the gym, into the coffee hour. Coffee, cookies, opportunity to spend a little time together here. Uh, I encourage you in that way. Uh, Deacon Amy and uh, some other adults in the parish have, I think, like 10 of our kids up at Holden Village. So up at Holden Village, but uh, we made an exchange, and we've got the St. Matthew and Renton youth group here in the back, and they're waving at us right there. They're their back. Welcome. So they decided to go to uh, Camp Casey, but they were worshiping with us this morning, and we're very honored. Thank you for being with us this morning. If you come at 1030 next week, uh, you're going to be, you'll miss the first half of the sermon, which will make it really hard to fall asleep in the second half. So uh, we go to summer schedule next week, 8 and 10. Sorry about that for those who don't like earlier services, but 8 and 10 starting next week for the summer. So please make note of that. And if you do come at 1030, we'll love you up and be happy you're here as well. So don't worry about that. Uh, a new art display out in the uh, narthex, uh, Sally Parker Henderson has a new art display out there. 
uh, beautiful art exploit. Go ahead and take some time to look at that this morning as well. And we have uh, always have uh, names out there for the card ministry. There are names on the table out there. Uh, send those cards. It really means a lot to people. Even if they don't know you, it helps your immune system. It picks them up. They feel better uh, seeing those cards and having actual mail to open up. Um, so Coyla Shepherd is in Providence Hospital. She's had a bad week. And she's, uh, Coyla is a driving force behind our tiny house and uh, uh, just a driving force. That's what she is. But, uh, but she's been in the hospital in Providence all week. And so you might, uh, her name is out there. You can send her a card and mean a lot to her as well. Uh, Lana Johnson, our volunteer coordinator, come on up. Always entertaining, sometimes helpful. Go ahead, Lana. <laughs> Come at 10.30 next week, and then you only have to hear half of his <laughs> Okay, here we go. June. Uh, I still need a few ushers in June. The sign-up is over there. It's kind of in the same place that we had t-shirts over there a few weeks ago. But I need more of you to go over there than we did for buying the t-shirts, okay? So check that out over there, that table, all right? Um, and I am going to do an usher training on June 11th. It'll be at 9.15. So we, uh, Pastor Jim did an usher training while I was gone. And we're going to do another one for those of you that couldn't come to that one. So if you are thinking about ushering or you've been an usher for a while and you want to kind of take a look, we've kind of changed a few things up then um, come in between the two services. So it'll be 9.15 till, oh, I don't know, 9.20. No, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I, there's a little bit more. There's a little bit more. It will be very short, and then you can go in and get cookies and then come back into church. So it'll be perfect, okay? All right, and then the last one. Um, our June luncheon is June 15th. I thought I'd better start early. It's at noon, and, um, you know, we kind of kicked around a few ideas. The first idea was weddings, you know, because that's June, the month of weddings. But to bring wedding food, that would be what? Cake, mints, and nuts? I mean, that's what we had at our wedding, so I'm not quite sure what we would bring. So what we decided to do is Hello Summer Luncheon, okay? So think about your favorite summer food and um, come and we'll, we have always have a great time. So thank you. So Lana, I have to ask. Is there a place you would buy that, or did you make that yourself? Uh, Marcy Boulder. Oh, Marcy Boulder. All right, well, Carl, summer schedule, I mean, summer music, right? Summer schedule uh, starts in a couple weeks. The schedule is out on the far back wall in the narthex. Go take a look and see what fits with your schedule, and sign up, and we'll make it happen. Okay, so to clarify, summer schedule starts next week, but yes. summer music the starts music. the week after, right? Sorry for the so you can sign up, play the harmonica, play the uh, squeeze box, uh, mm -hmm. sing, yeah. dance, whatever you All do. All those things. All those things. All right. Uh, lots of announcements. Always put in your bulletin. Take note of those. Ask questions. It's your church. It's one of the places God has called you uh, to serve. So uh, please ask questions on that as well. Uh, we're going to move now towards uh, kind of the end of the service, and we're going to do so by transitioning in prayer. I'd invite you to stand if it's comfortable as we sing and pray together the Lord's Prayer. Mm -hmm. 
We have uh, gathered, and soon you will be scattered. Go out those doors and find your place of ministry this week, where God put you. And as you go forward, may God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May God look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Our sending hymn, God of Tempest, God of Whirlwind. To the tune of God of Grace and God of Glory. Oh 